0: The Rudy Giuliani Show. Good afternoon. This is Rudy Giuliani, and welcome to the Rudy Giuliani Show. And thank you. Thank you very much for tuning in on this uh, Friday, Uh, a Friday in which uh, I woke up this morning feeling very different even than uh, I've had in the past about my country. Now remember, I've been going through this uh, firsthand. Well, I began representing President Trump in um, actually, uh, it wasn't made public for a month. So I began representing him in 2017, in uh, March of 2017. Of course, I joined his campaign in twenty uh, in 2016. Uh, 2015, really, but I officially joined it in 2016, and I've known him since the 1980s. So uh, this is more than just, you know, another case. It involves a person that I consider a good friend who has been very good to to me and to my family and to whom I've been very good. I mean, we're, we're, we mutually have done things to help each other, including personal things. So, it's more than just a <clears throat> reaction as a professional. And I am a professional. I'm a pro- prosecutor that you'd find it hard to find someone with my record uh, that had prosecuted as many significant cases as I did in the 1970s, 80s. Um, so, I know this backwards and forwards. I've had just about the lowest position in the Justice Department and the third-highest position in the Justice Department. And I've been in court (coughs) much more often than most uh, U.S. attorneys. Spent my life in court. I love the justice system that we have. I love it because it's the best that human beings have to offer. There are times it's frustrating as hell there are times it reaches the wrong answer but rarely and less so than any others it has now been destroyed you would be a hypocrite if you were to put us in the category of a country that guarantees you fair treatment by the uh, law enforcement apparatus of the federal government in fact it's just the opposite it is the law enforcement system that more uh, more uh, characterizes a communist, a fascist, a Nazi, or some other form of totalitarian government. When uh, prosecutions are brought against uh, political enemies, particularly the head of the opposition party, for charges that have never been used before on anyone else, for charges that even your own uh, uh, compatriots find bizarre, you know you've reached the end and you no longer can claim to be a country with equal justice for all. You have uh, uh, two levels of treatment, neither of which is justice. (coughs) Excuse me. One level of treatment is people get away with crimes. So we take a prosecutor like Bragg and it really is... I don't know if it could be any worse, depending on who did this. But doesn't it add something to it that this comes from a man who doesn't prosecute people? I mean, this comes from a man who has made this city dangerous and who I can tell you and is personally responsible based on his failure to enforce the law, based on the violation of his oath of office, which is to enforce the law, This is a man who has significant amount of blood on his hands. There are people that are dead that died and got killed over the last year that wouldn't have been killed
1: if we had Bob Morgenthau back as the district attorney or Frank Hogan or me or
0: Joe Hines, who was a fine district attorney in Brooklyn, or Mario Marola, who was a fine Democrat district attorney in the Bronx. Uh, I could go on. Now, I, you don't know that because you don't understand my profession. I do. The, the, the difference between a, uh, a competent prosecutor and a sellout prosecutor is a matter of life and death. So 52% of the felonies he downgrades to misdemeanors, which means they're back out on the street uh, probably before this show is over. And when they go back out on the street, and you can see it with their 45 or 50 arrests,
1: they conduct a business that is their life's work. They're break-in men. They're rapists.
0: They're uh, uh, people who steal from retail stores. They're people who, uh, for no reason at all, throw elderly people on the track or beat the living daylights out of children with autism. As a whole, they've created a city that people are leaving in record numbers. This is the district attorney who has the gall to bring the case. That's the first case against a president or retired president. One would think uh, the district attorney who brought that case at least would be an honest man or a real district attorney. This is not a district attorney. This is a plant by George Soros. And let me get to the final conclusion to uh, expedite the movement of this country to communism. It's a part of the Marxist plan to create chaos, to create chaos particularly in the administration of justice because nothing divides people more than what's going on right now. When people look at Hunter Biden or Joe Biden and they see the clear and overwhelming evidence of the millions of dollars they've taken from our enemies and they see that they're sitting in the lap of luxury and then they're indicting a former president for something that is seven years old Not a crime by most experts' uh, 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 analysis. Unfortunately, we've got an expert in charge who doesn't enforce the law, doesn't understand the law, doesn't care about the law, and is an activist. I assume Bragg is a communist. If he isn't, he's doing their work. And uh, the reality is, I just ask you to consider <clears throat> this isn't even a legal consideration. We'll do that later. I ask you to consider just on a, just on a uh, 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 kind, of, kind of the level of basic fairness. You know, uh, a while back, a president in the White House was getting oral sex from an employee, from a very young employee, from a very impressionable employee, from an employee who was obsessed with him. And he was taking complete advantage of it, having her give him oral sex while he carried on conversations with United States congressmen. Now, you've got to consider that just on the basis of shocking conduct considerably worse than anything Trump is alleged to have done, assuming it's true. And I do not believe that the Stormy Daniels allegations are true but I'm going to say to you, let's say they are. That is sex between two consenting adults, one of whom is in the business of sex. And then there's a, there's a non-disclosure agreement in which they exchanged
1: money for protection of reputation, both consenting adults. On the other hand,
0: And he wasn't the president at the time, by the way. On the other hand, we have a president of the United States desecrating the Oval Office, having oral sex in the Oval Office with a very young woman, overbearing her uh, common sense and will, and then going through the indignity and disgusting behavior of carrying on business conversations with United States congressmen
1: who now think it's a joke because they are amoral, immoral, disgusting Democrats. They
0: think what Clinton did is a joke. Ha, 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 ha. He was on the phone with
1: congressmen. But let's get even, uh, let's get even clearer about this. they're going to charge
0: Trump with a crime that most people think doesn't exist, illegal campaign contribution,
1: because it's a personal payment. The Edwards case was thrown out for that very reason. There's
0: no doubt that Clinton violated the law. There was no questionable crime that he
1: committed. He committed the crime of perjury. Oh, that's only about a 1,000 years old. He committed the crime. He lied, no doubt about it. He lied under oath, and he walked free. And he did all of it while he was president. Now we go
0: back beyond the statute of limitations with a bunch of phony arguments to overcome it. And we pick up consensual conduct between two adults. That happens, I don't know how many times, and I'm talking both about the consensual sex and I'm talking about the non-disclosure agreement. There isn't a damn thing illegal about a non-disclosure agreement. If not, we got about a million people we could put in jail. This is an outrage. If you are not outraged by this, You do not understand what it means to be an American. And you know who would tell you that? Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln told us that the test of how good an American we are is how much we understand and agree with our shared values. And Oliver Wendell Holmes would tell you the test of your patriotism is if you will defend your enemies. Anybody can agree with speech and allow free speech, when they like what's being said, the test of whether you're a patriot and you understand free speech is if you'll fight for your enemy's right to engage in free speech or you'll fight for your enemy's right to
1: have a fair trial because when you are, you're fighting for your own. What goes around comes around. If they can do this, to one of the most powerful men on the world because they have such tight, corrupt
0: control of the justice system. They can do it to you
1: and they have done it to you. They've done it to me. And they've done it to a lot of other people. We'll be back very shortly. The former mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani.
0: The Red Apple Podcast Network. Giuliani back with you with the Rudy Giuliani show, and uh, you know there's a headline in the in the in the post that uh, kind of sums this all up. Unprecedented. Now, I don't think anyone uh, would would say that uh, it, it 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 isn't uh, unprecedented. Now, wisdom would dictate that when you Do something uh, for the first time in history that is of grave significance. You bring a prosecution against a former president, which has never been done before, that you would do it with a case that was precedented, meaning a case that uh, was a clear, an unprecedented case is a case that's not a clear violation of the law. Because our law is based, you know, on precedent, right? English law is completely based on precedent from which we take our law. And our law is based on precedent to the extent that precedent interprets statutes. So, I mean, uh, the post has the uh, article, uh, but in fact, what they're telling you is unprecedented. For a criminal prosecution is really unlawful. We don't experiment with criminal prosecutions. We experiment with civil cases where money is at stake. We do not prosecute with a uh, prosecute people for unprecedented cases, and experiment with their, with their liberty. And uh, the reality is that this case is a case that's already been turned down by prosecutors that were extraordinarily motivated to prosecute him. I know that because they're the prosecutors who investigated me. They investigated me and they engaged in and I don't want to get too harsh with them because, you know, they let me off and maybe they'll come back after me. But the reality is, just think of what they did. They went and took my iCloud account without telling me. And they dated it on the day they thought I originally represented Donald Trump as his lawyer. And they virtually ceased it on the day after I stopped being his lawyer. They could not have signaled any uh, more dramatically to a court that paid no attention that this was done entirely to invade his attorney-client privilege. I mean, sure, they were interested in me. I don't know. I was the head of that office. Maybe some of them resent me would imagine some are jealous of me because none of them have had a record anywhere close to mine. I know, that sounds a little like Trump, doesn't it? No, it just happens to be the truth. And a few years ago, I never would have said that. I was a little shy about that kind of stuff. Now, I I don't defend myself.
1: I'm going to take away my law license for no reason other than I'm defending the wrong man used to be a
0: hero in the legal profession when you defended unpopular causes like terrorists and murderers and axe murderers because the community would go against you and you had the guts to carry out the highest, uh, 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 the, the highest obligations of your profession. Now, if you're on the wrong side of wokeness. They, they just don't want to lecture you. They want to destroy you. They, they They've prevented me from practicing law now for two and a half to three years on the theory that I'm a danger
1: to the public. What bull that is! And these are the woke uh, lawyers and prosecutors
0: that abound in New York and Washington, and I mean, they are part of, 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 of the deteriorated society that we have, the amoral, immoral deteriorated society that communism has brought us because make no mistake about it this is all uh, uh, tied together with the relentless march toward Marxism which has been unabated for over a hundred years it has good days and bad days but they're a heck of a lot more patient than we are and they're gaining on us tremendously and this this is like a major touchdown if you want to analogize it to baseball, but we'll be back after the break. And uh, we got plenty more on this. And we want to, we got a lot of calls, a lot of good ones.
1: Rudy Giuliani, Rudy
0: Giuliani on the red apple podcast network. Because Rudy Giuliani back uh, with you with the Rudy uh, Giuliani show. Uh, I, you know, I think maybe the best uh, proof that this is a political indictment, which, by the way, in the latest poll, uh, well over a majority of Americans uh, believe. I mean, uh, honestly, you'd have to be uh, dense not to see it as a political prosecution. Case was declined by the federal authorities who wanted to indict him in the worst way. Uh it's a relatively minor situation compared to for example the clinton situation that we pointed out in which they gave him a pass for personal conduct uh we could go on and on and on and on and uh, and of course you 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 see the crimes mounting up one after another after another of the uh bidens uh, not only now hunter but uh the, the father I mean, again, they still ignore the the, the clear statement admission uh, of unbelievably powerful evidence in court uh, that Hunter texts his daughter that for 30 years, I've paid all the expenses of this family and Papa still required me to give him half of my income, which raises the question why? And then the hard drive goes on, chapter and verse, to explain exactly why. Because the money was to get Joe's influence to help foreign countries accomplish things, many of them in the worst interests of the United States, particularly for China and Russia. So then, what does that translate into? I'll play lawyer now. Very simply, it translates into bribery. If you did not get that right on my criminal law, uh, uh, exam, I would fail you because you're not ready to be a criminal lawyer. That's the crime of bribery, pro- plain and simple, which Joe Biden uh, committed so often that it would justify a 33 count indictment. That's another thing that's completely abusive. This is a 33 count indictment because he alleges a repayment in installments. In other words, it's the same thing but the since they were paid uh, separately, repaid separately, and what the repayment has to do with it is pretty hard to understand, but it's really intended to make the case look like it's a more important case because you have 33 separate payments, but it's the same overall agreement. It's actually abusive to do that. Prosecutors are warned not to do that, and you'll be able to tell immediately if you have a fair judge or not, or well, we have a Democratic crook sitting on the bench, uh, if, uh, if, uh, if he immediately yells at the prosecutor. The judge that I clerk for, Lloyd F. McMahon, would have taken it and probably ripped up the indictment and said, go back and get another indictment. Or he might have called the lawyer up to the bench and said, why did you do the 33 counts when it should be one count? He said, well, I thought it would be more impressive that way. And I thought and the judge would have said, uh, Mr. Jones, uh, where did you go to law school? And the guy might have said, I went to Fordham Law School. And he'd say, well, you, you got such a poor education. Why don't you ask for your money back? I heard him say that to idiot lawyers several times. Uh, I mean, this is, this is, uh, this is absolutely astonishing of what they did and more astonishing than anything else is the bar association that has uh, uh, treated me horribly and unfairly and unconstitutionally uh, ignoring these uh, these horrible abuses of power that have led us to being a I mean in this particular respect we're a fascist state when people can be prosecuted for political reasons that is the sine qua non of a fascist state now is it a political prosecution oh my goodness i mean everything proves it but how about alvin bragg kind of put a headline on it way, way back when he was running for office on hot 97 herbo in the morning so let's listen to let's listen to uh, the rogue dishonest Prosecutor uh, in Manhattan
1: who has disgraced one of the greatest prosecutors' offices in the country, the uh,
0: uh,
1: Alvin Bragg. This is number ten. I'm hardcore MAGA tonight. I'm. I'm har- I will. That is uh,
2: the number one issue. We know he's investigating. And what I'll say is I'm the only I was the first to announce against Cy Vance. I, too, have a lot of issues, which is why I decided to run. I'm the candidate in the race who has the experience with with Donald Trump. I was the chief deputy in the attorney general's office. We sued the Trump administration over 100 times uh, for the Muslim travel ban, for family separation at the border for shen- shenanigans with the census. Uh, so I know how to to litigate uh, with him. I also led the team that did the Trump Foundation case. So uh, I'm ready to go wherever the facts take me and to inherit that case. And I think, you know, it'd be hard to argue with the fact that that's, that'd be the most important, uh, most high-profile case. Uh, and I've seen him up front and seen the lawlessness that he can do. And What's, you believe it should happen? I, you know, I, I, be, I believe we have to hold him accountable. Uh, I haven't seen all the facts beyond the public, but I've litigated with him. And so I'm, I'm prepared to go where the facts take me once I see them and hold him accountable
1: do you realize how unethical that is to the point of almost being criminal as an
0: obstruction of justice he's announcing that he wants to be da
1: to go after one man when he hasn't seen the i haven't seen the evidence well suppose the evidence shows that he's innocent as it does have not you already made up your mind now, how the people of New York were
0: stupid enough to vote for him is another matter. How the people of Chicago keep vo- voting Democrat after 50 years of Democrat rule, and, uh, you know, we're approaching a weekend in which we know lots of people are going to get killed and lots of them are going to be young black uh, children. How you do that is beyond me. It's some kind of sickness. It's a, it's a uh, I don't know, maybe the Pavlovian dog uh, uh, experiments would help if we took a look at them. Uh, But that is about as clear a a reason not to vote for someone, that he's going to make someone a target. Let me go find a crime. I'd also like you to consider that Donald Trump was in business in New York for 20, 30 years, right? They searched and searched and searched. They got every record possible like they did for me. They tried to make up crimes. They tried to get people to lie, lots of them. They did
1: that to me. This is the best they can do? This is it? After all that, this is the best they can do? I mean, come on. I thought they said he was a crooked businessman. No,
0: if this is true, what he is is a human being, right? Right? Well, we're going to, where he, he, if you believe it, he had an affair. Oh, my goodness. Gee. I don't know, about half of them in Congress, if not three quarters, would have to recuse themselves
1: from that one, right? Hmm? Hmm? Yeah. And it was before he was president.
0: And then he paid money for a non-disclosure agreement, which a million other people have
1: done. And it was an adult who wanted the money instead of going to trial. And then figured she could cash in for more. Of course there are people like that. Of course. You know that. You're not a fool. They're counting on your being a fool. This is a terrible, terrible case. And it really is. I don't think I can emphasize you know, when you
0: talk about America being divided and when our demented president says he wants to unite us, you, we cannot be united when we have two systems of justice. Uh, you're not going to unite when you and your family are at risk of being unfairly prosecuted and framed because you're a Trump Republican. And believe me, if you are, be very, very careful. If they have to, they'll make up anything against you and you can be perfectly innocent and they will try to encourage people to lie about you. And they will take the word of
1: pathological, insane liars. Look, Cohen lied after he testified. While he was trying to justify himself, he said
0: the day that Costello appeared in the grand jury, On a crooked network,
1: he said, I never signed an attorney client waiver. Within a half hour, uh,
0: Costello appeared on an honest uh, uh, station with an honest uh, reporter named Tucker Carlson and produced a signed version of, of a very proper attorney client waiver with his undisputed signature on it, witnessed by his own lawyer. And uh, given to him by, given to Costello by two United States attorneys. This is after all is said and done, after all the lies that he's told, after he tells you, I'm now telling the truth, he's still lying, and he's lying stupidly. He's lying in the face of a document that proves conclusively that he's a liar. The prosecutor. If he has any sense, and he may not, he may not. There are things about this that you wonder, does the prosecutor have any sense? But if this were my witness, uh, hopefully when he came back to the office, we would not be on a high floor. I mean, uh, this, this this is the thing that you get thrown out of a respectable prosecutor's office for. This is why the U.S. attorney in the Southern District of New York threw him out, because after he said he was going to tell the truth, he went before the House committee and lied four times. I'll give you the the strongest lie there, or the one easiest to tell you. He said very sanctimoniously, I never asked for a job. He doesn't talk that way. He's not that intelligent. I never asked for a job in 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 the Trump administration. I wouldn't ask for a job in the Trump administration. I didn't want a job. I didn't need a job in the Trump administration. Uh, I immediately heard that, and I started calling up all the people I knew he had asked for a job, and I was lining them up. I had lined up about six witnesses, including yours truly, because he asked me twice to get him a job. And all of a sudden, one of them said to me, what are you doing that for? We got a tape. He was on the Chris Cuomo show asking for a job. You'll be able to juxtapose, and by uh, the evening news, we had him saying that I never asked for a job. And then we have him on Chris Cuomo four days after the election saying, well, president's going to make me chief of staff. I asked him for the job, and he gave it to me right away. First of all, he was lying. He didn't ask at the time. He asked many times, but, uh, and he wasn't given the job. And then for two months, he was begging for jobs. I think, I think he, was, he was working on the guy that opens the, and closes the door in the White House, anything to get himself into the White House now you want to know why he paid the money on his own? You want to know why? Because he wanted to suck up to Trump. Because everybody around Trump wanted Trump to get rid of him in the worst way. And when I say everybody, I mean everybody. Every one of the kids, the wife, the political people. He had three different campaign managers. They disagreed about a lot of things. They all agreed on the fact, how does this guy get on television? He's not working for the campaign. Trump doesn't talk to him. He gets on television, and it looks like we got some wannabe gangster on our campaign. He goes on and he says, Trump will lower taxes. And everybody in the Midwest says, oh, my God, he's got some mafia guy with him. He talks like he's a gangster because he's a wannabe.
1: He's a big bully. I grew up with these guys. He rolled so fast. He became a rat so
0: fast. I used have to work hard to get people to cooperate. You know how easy it would have been to get him to cooperate if I were doing it? And they did it, you know, in a day. Boom, he sold out Trump. The man who made him, this is a man I would be, give up my life for Donald Trump. I would give up my life for Donald Trump. I'd do anything for Donald Trump. You may go to jail. Donald Trump's a crook. What do you want me to say? That's what we got there. And that's why on the other side, they call them rats. We'll be back with the mayor's final thoughts.
1: America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani.
0: This is uh, Rudy Giuliani back with the mayor's uh, final thoughts. And uh, it's been a very, very difficult week for America. And um, there's no other final thought that I can have but that we should pray and that we should pray for guidance uh, from God. Um, And I I don't know what's appropriate about praying. I mean, personally, I know what's appropriate, but if I ask others to do it with me, I don't know what's really appropriate. But I thought maybe on uh, on Tuesday, uh, if you want to, uh, you can join me at 3 o'clock. It'll be after the arraignment is over, if it goes on time, and we can say a prayer. And let's say a prayer for justice. And those of us who feel, uh, you know, as we do about the case, let's be confident that we're right and not ask uh, God to um, uh, <laughs> to be political, but to do the make sure the right thing happens. I think it would be really a good idea if we turned our mind to God and asked for his help in trying to straighten this out because it's bigger than us. What's going on here is bigger than us. And also, one of the things they've done to us in their inexorable march toward communism is they took God away from us. They have taken parents away from us as the, they are... Very slowly but surely, and almost there, they have substituted the state as the primary decision-maker for the child, not the parent. That was a very subtle change, but a very, very Marxist change. Uh, You get the child away from God, and you get the child away from the parent, and you get the child in the state school, which is a school that is not really a school— but a a brainwashing mill and now you've got what you want this is what uh, Lenin wanted this is what Mao wanted this is what Hitler
1: wanted. that's how you create uh, a population that hates the past of their country
0: uh, why do you think way back we started burning flags why do you think they kneel Uh, During the national anthem, uh, why do you think they take down statues and do things like that? And why do you think they rewrite history with ridiculously exaggerated and made up uh, allegations about how evil we are to get us to hate our country? Why does Biden say falsely that we are a systemically racist country? That's a very, very powerful charge that we're an evil people. This is all, if you read Marx and you read Engel and you read uh, 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 Saul Alinsky, uh one of Obama's mentors, and you remember Obama's apology tour when he first became president, and you listen to Biden attacking us, don't you see it all come together? I mean, don't, don't you realize this is not um, coincidental? There's just too many things coming together at one time. And as far as they're concerned, this is their chance. I mean, and they don't want to get defeated because it'll interrupt it. And when they tell you they want to run against Trump, that is completely false. First of all, why would they put out who they wanted to run against? That's kind of stupid, isn't it? It's kind of stupid to say that's who we really want to run against. I mean, you put put that out as a fake. And second, uh, why would you want to run against a guy that got the most votes of any Republican that's ever run for president? And uh, even you have to worry that maybe the last election was stolen. You, you know, even Democrats uh, have to admit it's possible that that did happen, particularly with all the evidence coming out now. And particularly, you know, it's being suppressed, right? You, 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 you can read enough of the places that it gets out uh, and gets beyond the Iron Curtain of censorship. That's the thing they censor the most now, anything about the election. Like when I told you that Rafsenberger, the attorney general of Florida, had a report with 42 or 48 serious irregularities. And he had it, uh, you know, a few days after the election was over. It's a complete contradiction of his a very, very staunch defense of how perfect the election was. He kept that from the public. Well could be a heck of a weekend you make sure you 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 listen to uh, dr maria and i on uncovering the truth it's going to be powerful really powerful and we'll be back on monday and you can catch me tonight eight o'clock oh gosh try getter or try twitter or any any one of those and we're going to be jam-packed god bless america and you can call me there too